Welcome to episode 22 of Blow and Win with the Great Southern Brain Fart. 22. The Avenue. That's the place where we all go. If you got that, thumbs up to you folks. Up the irons. If you didn't get it, well... You know. Anyway, with nearly 14 years as Dia's longest-running guitar player, Craig Goldie was not only Ronnie's right-hand man, but was one of his closest friends for many years. Craig and I had a little war of words a while back about my disapproval of the Ronnie James Dio hologram tour. Instead of taking the road mostly traveled by many where he could have just called me an asshole or a fucking troll who lives in his mom's basement, Craig actually reached out to me personally, and we ended up having a nearly one-hour conversation that was really emotional. He got where I was coming from, I got where he was coming from, and while we agreed to disagree on the whole hologram thing, we did agree on one thing, and that was that somehow we created a bond and ended up creating a friendship. Finally, I was able to have Craig on the show, so talking with him was such a great experience. He's a kind, compassionate, genuine, and extremely transparent person. We talked, of course, about his time in Dio. We talked about the Hologram Tour. We talked about his newest band, Dream Child, which features former Dio alumni Simon Wright and Rudy Sarzo, and also features Diego Valdez, who's the lead singer for Argentine metal band Helker. I had an awesome time talking with Craig, and we had many laughs, so um, hey, let's stop all the jibber-jabber, and let's welcome Craig Goldie to Blow and Win with the Great Southern Brain Fart. Can you dig it? I think you can. Craig Goldie, welcome to Blow and Win with the Greats on the Brain Fart. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I have to say, I love that we're doing this because you and I have a little bit of a history. (laughs) I thought your name looked familiar. Yeah, over the the Dio hologram thing, you know? And um, one of the things that I was so excited about as far as like talking with you about this, you know, was that, um, that, that you really have some, I mean, I mean that you really are exactly what you said. Like you don't come across as a rock star. You, you come across <laughs> as a, as, as a fan who enjoys playing music and who does it for the, the, the enjoyment. And, one of the things that I loved about, you know, really kind of stepping back from, you know, thing, and um, because like I said, I was a huge fan of yours when, when especially when you stepped in, um, you know, around the Sacred Heart era, and then, you know, you know, I mean, Dream Evil is actually my favorite Dio album, which is, oh, thank you. I know, I actually get, you know, I get a lot of flack for that, like, you know, but I'm <laughs> Me like, too. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't even begin to imagine, but but you know, it just it just really is because. It, it, you know that that was an album that just you know resonated with me even as a young person i was just remember thinking like wow like you know dream evil was just such a great record but so you know being a follower of yours over the years and seeing all of the uh, different projects um 
I have to say, I was very skeptical about Dream Child um, when it was brought up to me because my first thought was, you know, uh, you know, don't punch me through the phone. But I was like, oh God, no, another Craig Goldie project. <laughs> like what? Well, like not that. Not that. Don't the, punch me through the phone. <laughs> I mean, but not that the projects were bad. But I was just like, God, why is there another Craig Goldie project? And. You know, like I was like, I was like, I was like, can he just do one thing and just like, you know, just, but I have to say, man, I, I listened to, um, until, until death do we meet again. And, um, again, I will, I will probably get punched through the internet by listeners, but I found that to be probably to sound like the best Dio album that was never made. You know what I mean? Like it, thank you for that. I mean, there, I mean, I mean, it's to me from a listener. It was very obvious that you know when you went with uh, Diego as the vocalist, that he definitely brings a lot of that Dio influence in because yes. I mean it's obvious. But right. then again, you also are playing with a very familiar cast of characters, you know. And right. so, kind of what I wanted to ask you about, like, is. So is Dream Child just another project for you? Or is this something that you kind of feel like you're going to take on um, on a a better level? You know, that's that's a very good question. And it comes to the very core of what you said earlier. Oh, God, not another Craig Goldie project. You know, (laughs) just do one thing. Thank you for, no, really, thank you for bringing that up. As funny as it is, is that um, uh, I... When we lost Ronnie, I was destroyed. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time for me to be um, inspired to do original music again. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke at his first public memorial, I said, when I do original material again, I'm going to try to utilize everything that I had learned by working side by side with the master in such a way that in hopes to make him proud. And I also was, because he had such a large network, I got an opportunity to work with people who uh, engineered and, and um, produced Led Zeppelin, engineered and produced Pink Floyd, engineered mm-hmm. and produced uh, John Lennon, and, and engineered and produced Jimi Hendrix. And I would sit in on their sessions, even though Jimi Hendrix is no longer with us, nor is John Lennon, but these people were still alive, the engineers and producers, and mm-hmm. we got a chance to work with them and sit in on their on their um, on their sessions, and I saw how Ronnie and Angelo would use these unorthodox methods to get the sounds that they got, and I paid attention. And Ronnie would show me his method, how he would write lyrics and melody lines, and how he approached songwriting. Even though we wrote together, he, you know, he was also my mentor. He, he wouldn't just say because I said so. You know, it was he would teach me why he wrote the way he wrote and how he wrote the way he wrote, how he approached songwriting and mm-hmm. why. And um, and I do realize that I'm not everybody's favorite deal guitar player. And um, but I was in learning mode. You know, I mean, I got to admit, you know, Vivian Campbell had it all going on. You know, he is the iconic, you know, quintessential Dio guitar player. There's no question about that. Uh, Rowan as young as he was, had it all going on. Doug Aldrich had it all going on. Tracy G had it all going on. I was still in learning mode. One day Ronnie turned to me evil to her and said, Goldie, I want to turn I want to pass the torch on to you. 
right in front of his best friend and favorite tour assistant. And he, mm-hmm. his tour assistant, looked at me and goes, oh, my God, do you know what that means? I go, I know. You know I'm just now fully kind of understanding what that means. And um, even before I met Ronnie, I was always in search of a guy who could sound like Ronnie. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just loved his music. I loved his voice, you know, and I didn't know I was going to meet him, let alone be in his band. So um, after... Uh, we lost Ronnie. I got a I got a MP3 sent from Diego's one of Diego's friends. It was a cover of a of a song that me and Ronnie had wrote called Push, mm-hmm. and it sounded like Ronnie had covered his own song. It was that close. It was just chilling. I thought, oh my god! I mean, I literally had chills up and down my spine and my and, and goosebumps. And I got a hold of Diego through his friend, and I told him how amazing I thought he was. But it was just too soon for something like this. Uh, but we remained friends, and I said, someday, I go, someday, my friend, you and I are going to do an album together. So um, I was finishing up the um, the David Glenn Isley album. Right, yeah. Uh, which goes with, you know, and and uh, there was a couple of issues that Serafina wanted to talk to me about, you know, and so I was on the phone with him. And then I started just mentioning off the, you know, you know I had bought all the Deep Purple records and all the, Rainbow Records, and throughout the years, as you move from place to place, some of the CDs and albums go missing. Mm-hmm. You know, so you feel entitled, you know, to listen to that stuff on YouTube for free. You know, right? And I right. noticed a lot of the comments were the same. They said they don't make music like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So Serafina goes, "Well, can you?" I said, "Well, yeah." And then he goes, "Can you get me Rudy Sarzo?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Can you get me Simon Wright?" I said, "Yeah." Who would you have write? You know, and at the time I'd worked with. Uh, Wayne Finley, who was the uh, second guitar player and keyboardist for Michael Shanker, him and I were trying to put together a Deep Purple Rainbow of the 21st century. Right, that. yeah. And it just never got off the ground. And um, I had uh, you know, and, and I had worked with Doogie White before. I wrote with uh, Jeff Pilson before and Chaz mm-hmm. West and Alessandro DeVecchio. So I knew the writing was covered. And so he goes, but who would you get to sing? And I said, hang on a second. And I sent him the MP3, and it just had to be Diego, you know. There's no question. And I knew that um, Rudy and Simon would be the first to say, hey, Craig, we got to get this guy to back off. It's too close to Ronnie. This is not good. Right. That's what they would do. Yeah. But because throughout the record, as you listen throughout the record, he doesn't sound like Ronnie everywhere. No. And uh, But he has that same power and inflection where, you know, Ronnie was the voice of the downtrodden and the black sheep of the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from an abusive family, so, you know, I was in and out of the hospital and stitches and surgeries. So Ronnie was the voice I turned to. And so the kind of things that made Ronnie mad were the kind of things that made us mad. The kind of things that made that seemed to make Ronnie sad were the same things that made us sad. So it was almost like we knew him through his music. You know, he was our friend that we could turn to. And so uh, Diego had that same type of inflection and power to his voice. You know, when when I wrote lyrics and or I would write or some of the lyrics that me and Jeff Pilson did or me and Doogie White or Chaz or Alessandro mm-hmm. and some of the stuff I did on my own, when yeah. I would get the, the Diego, it would be like, wow, you know, because it was the same type of thing. You know, you can hear when it's supposed to be when we're talking about something that that is supposed to anger us. You can hear the anger in his voice. Right. When we're talking about something that should be sad, you can hear the sadness in his voice. And Diego and I had kind of a running joke, like we would MP3 back and forth, you know, and he would say, is that right? And I'd say, no, 
it's better. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. So, and then, then coming back to the, Oh no, not another Craig Goldie project. You know, unfortunately nowadays people are stealing our music. So we have to do a lot of different projects just to make the equivalency as if there is, if it was one, you know, the same people that sit back and say, Oh, Oh, here we go again. You know, another super group and there's doing 10 different things that, at the same time, are the they're they're the reason why we're doing that because you guys are stealing. Not you. I'm just saying right. those people who make those comments are the same people who are stealing our music. Yeah, you know, and so we have to do that. You know, uh, we need to restore balance, and so I'm hoping that this album will help start that process. You know, because it's a very difficult proposition to get some of the world's best musicians to give it their best performance and their best ideas and their best, um, you know, foot forward and a game only for it to be stolen. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I've heard many musicians talk about things like this, about, you know, everything from, um, having to do, things like paid meet and greets to even even going to the extent of re-recording their own albums like i remember right. you know hearing about this th- that phenomenon and being like like why the fuck would twisted sister re-record stay hungry but then all of a sudden you realize like oh it's because they're not getting like a certain amount of royalty or whatever or payout from their original thing so to re-record it under another label gives them more power and control but they can't use the originals and it's just kind of this sad state but at the same time you know like looking back on your projects you know like there was never anything you did that I was like oh this isn't good but dream child to me exceeded my expectations because while it kind of embodied that kind of Ronnie sound. Like, I mean, there's no denying like the minute someone hears like Diego saying, they're going to say like, Oh, that sounds like Ronnie. But you know, it, to me, it was kind of like, I don't, you probably remember them in the eighties, uh, that band kingdom come, you know, right. and, and, where they got hounded so hard for like, Oh my God, they sound so much like Zeppelin. But I was like, yeah, but if you listen to the guy side by side, they don't really sound... I mean, he's got the same quality and the same passion in his voice, but, you know, there's one Robert Plant, you know? And so I kind of feel yeah. that way about this. I'm like, you know, there's there's one Dio. So for someone to right. be so inspired by him that he wants to sing like him and project the music like him... Like, that's not an impossible thing for me to wrap my head around. But what I loved was that I felt like it was done right. Like, the songs were oh, good. thank you. The songs thank were thought you. out. Do you know what I well, mean? And they, so, like... They were. They they were. You know, I mean, they weren't, like, you know, you know, as much as I miss the dragons and rainbows, you know what I mean? Like, I because, I mean, dragons and rainbows were what got me through my childhood because <laughs> I was that kid, you know, like you said, like yeah. with Dio, like I was the kid who, you know, was not popular and was picked on and was bullied. Go. But then when I got home and I listened to stand up and shout, you know, like I was standing on my bed with my aviators and my air <laughs> guitar, you know, and I was like untouchable, you know? So to hear music yeah, like see, there you go that's that's so beautiful because he was the voice of the downtrodden and the black sheep of the globe he he spoke for us he was our friend he was our he was our mentor you know he was yeah exactly and and to hear you okay. guys taking that though 
and I, I feel like you're kind of taking this into this new this this place. And so I love that it's being done. You know, well, thank and you, so. thank you, because, and we make no mistake about it. See, unfortunately, I think what Kingdom Come did wrong is they tried to pretend like it was an accident that they sounded like Zeppelin. Oh, you know? and I mean, it, if it you... was just kind of like you know, come on, guys, just admit it. You know, I'm admitting it. You know, I'm saying because they said you know they don't make music like that anymore, and he says, well, can you? So what I was doing is I was trying to bring back an era that was once thought to be long gone. And somehow right so i purposely wanted you know um diego to sound like ronnie sometimes i purposely wanted to sound like deep purple sometimes i purposely wanted to have a white snake edge i purposely mm-hmm. wanted to have a little bit of the early van halen some genesis you know but fully knowing that you know using a new mixture of already existing stuff doesn't really make you unique it's just a new mixture of already existing stuff you know i, I make no I make no excuses. Like we are, we are trying to bring back what was once thought to, never to return, because this is my favorite music. My favorite singer is Ronnie James Dio. My favorite music is Richie and Ronnie and Tony and Ronnie. Right. You know. Right. And so I, I'm, I, I feel and, and Ronnie and I were friends. And he and there was a, a interview he did during the Dream Evil tour when we were filming for Headbangers Ball for MTV. During the interview, he said, "I look forward to Craig being the leader of his own band someday." You oh. know, and 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 this is where I feel like you know I'm on. This is my path. You know, even Serafino, the 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 president of of Frontiers, called me and said, "Craig, this is your band." He goes, "Let's try to make this as successful as possible." Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a beautiful gift. Just those words alone, you know, because I have to come up with. I have to be on my own path someday. I have to create my own thing. But I want to have the freedom to create the music that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that means sounding a little bit like somebody else, of course, some of the music, some of the things that I do on guitar are going to sound a little bit like Blackmore because Richie Blackmore was the reason why I started playing guitar in the first place. And so I'm, I'm going to be influenced by him greatly. Same thing with Diego. You know, Ronnie, he it was... He was so influenced by Ronnie that he's going to sound like that. But we're not trying to copy anything and try to say, hey, you know, we are the originators of this music. We're just trying to recreate uh, an era that was thought to be long gone and never to return and try to make it also sound a little bit new at the same time. And 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 all those people who miss that kind of music you know, and want to hear new, original-sounding music of that style mm-hmm. without it really, you know, nobody's dancing on anybody's grave here is what I'm hoping this will come across. Right. Because I'm trying to tell people that, you know, I love Ronnie and I miss Ronnie and I was destroyed when we lost him and, and mm-hmm. I was destroyed when Richie left Deep Purple. But thank God he found Ronnie and, and formed Rainbow, you know, but... You know, I miss this kind of music. This is the kind of music I love, and so this is the kind of music I, w- I want to create. And uh, I'm not trying to, to do anything other than be myself, even though it sounds very reminiscent of somebody else. You know, and what I love about this, too, and, and, and to kind of, um, like, r- backtrack to what you said, something... I was having this conversation with with a buddy of mine uh, not too long ago, and one of the things we were talking about was that I noticed that even the newer bands that I listen to and that I like sound old. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I think like, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah. I mean, the, like, luckily we're going back to the basics. Yeah. I mean, like, so, like, you know, even if you listen to bands like, like, you know, you know, out of Sweden, you know, like, like they have Graveyard and, um, and Blues Pills and, um, you know, out of Finland, you have Jess and the Ancient Ones. And they're all playing this 70s inspired psychedelic hard rock kind of thing. And, you know, like or you even get to get a band like Enforcer or bands like that that are playing this classic 80s sounding metal. And I'm like, right. that's the music I love. So in my opinion you have more of a right to do something like this than anybody because you were fucking there in the, the first time around. You know what I mean? So really well, all you, you so to me, like what you're doing is you're doing your thing now, but it's uh, yours. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping it'll come across because I did do a lengthy post trying to explain myself to people. You know, there's always going to be those who misunderstand us, mm-hmm. you know, but they also, under, they got to understand that, um, you know, guys like me were paid as a sideman in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And now that it's our time to kind of get the lion's share, you know, you're stealing our music. And so what I'm trying to do is, you know, we have to restore balance because you said another thing that's, that I greatly agree on, that I disagree that they're doing, is that now there's, you know, $1,000 meet and greets and, you know, mm-hmm. $500 bleed seat you know, the nosebleed seeds, you know, <laughs> you know we have to restore balance. We have to restore balance. You know, we got to work together again. That's one of the greatest things that I like about doing the Dio Disciples concerts is that I get to go out on the floor and talk to people face to face and treat them the same way Ronnie would treat them. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a monster on stage and many times very scary, but he would blow people's minds with kindness and his heart mm-hmm. because he loved his fans. He was a fan. You know, everybody starts out as a fan. That's why we play music in the first place. But Ronnie never forgot that. He never forgot where he came from. He would, he, he never thought he was better than anybody else. He treated everybody like an equal and like a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, he would look you in the eye. And during that time, you know, you were the only one in the room that mattered. You know, he, he knew how to zero in on that thing that made you you. Because we all are unique. We all have one, at least one thing that makes us different than, the, than everyone else on this planet. Even though he's one man and there's millions of people in the world, you know, during that time, you had a special connection with Ronnie James Dio. And it was real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just him, you know, giving good customer service. It came from his heart. You could feel the love and respect and 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 you you and friendship, you know, from him. All of his fans were his friends. All of his friends were his family. You know, so when we do these Dio Disciples concerts, you know, I get to go out and talk to people like that and tell them these stories and say, hey, that makes us family. You know, we're all family. We're all in this together, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, it is a very difficult proposition to get the best musicians to give it their best and their best ideas and their best performances to get stolen. But I say somebody's got to step up and go, I'll do it. Because I do believe that we're we're still in a if you build it they'll come kind of era, you know. I think there. I believe that we can restore balance. I believe that you know, like when Ronnie brought him an eighteen foot fire breathing dragon, he didn't hike up the prices to cover those costs. That was his <laughs> gift. That was his gift to the fans. You know, that message never really got fully understood. Yeah, a lot of money was made, but a fuck of a lot of money was spent. You know, oh, yeah. and that message that message never really got received in full, you know, I don't think. You know, and there's a spirit and I'm hoping that this that kind of spirit 
you know, because I worked with him so much, you know, I, I learned his method of music. Yeah, I, and now if we had talked about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and Kings and Queens and Rainbows, I really would have been raked over the coals, you know, but I wanted to write about stuff, you know, that about real life, because I love the way Ronnie's mind work, you know, him and I would talk about stuff and the way he viewed the world. This was my way of just being able to talk about real stuff that we all deal with. And just in an unusual way, you know, and get your mind thinking and, and, and kind of, there's certain things where, you know, the second verse always kind of digs a little deeper and people, and it's supposed to be kind of thought provoking. It's supposed to be sometimes creepy. It's supposed to be sometimes funny. It's supposed to be sometimes, yeah, that pisses me off too. Or yeah, that makes me sad too. It's supposed to be experience. But at the same time, I'm hoping that this will help. You know, somebody's going to step up and say, okay, I will give my best foot forward. You know, all the guys brought their A game. And if uh-huh. you steal it, okay, then I guess, you know, you, you got one on me. You know, right. but if you like right. it, I mean, dear Lord, buy it for 99 cents. Pay a dollar twenty nine. You know, I realize that people are tired of paying 15 bucks for a whole entire CD that only has two good songs on it. I get it. You know, I understand that, you know, just like me, you bought the CD, you bought the vinyl, you bought the CD, and as you move from place to place, they all go missing. So you can, you feel entitled to listen to it for free on YouTube. I get that. I understand that the preview, the song previews in iTunes can be misleading, just like movie previews can be misleading. And then 12, 24 bucks later, you find out the movie sucked. I get it. Right. You know, but, but there comes a time where enough is enough, you know, and a lot of the musicians are resentful, so they're not giving their best foot forward. You know, they're, they're not doing everything they possibly can. You know, and they are, you know, they're turning around and sticking it to the fans and saying, okay, you, here's a $1,000 VIP meet and meet. Well, you get this sucky little sneak at sound check and maybe you get a chance to meet the band and you're a thousand dollars out of out of pocket for that you know ronnie never did paid meet and greets i hate those things yeah i remember one time this guy came over i met him at the chiller convention he had paid for autographs i didn't even want to do it but he also then stood in line and paid for the meet and greet and i i made the guy i made the guy run of the meet and greet give him his money back Good for you. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, because it's like, wait a minute, you know, no, this is a friend of mine now. You know, you already paid, you yeah. know, what you shouldn't have paid in the first place, you know. And, you know, Ronnie would do stuff like that. You know, it's a very unconventional way of thinking, but it's, it's, it's a money has no heart, money has no soul, but our music does. And um, the true currency of life is love, truth, honor spirit of giving, uh, integrity, kindness, warm-hearted people. You know, that's the true currency of mm-hmm. life, and that's what Ronnie Dio embodied. And so I'm trying to bring that back to music. Let's try to restore balance again, you know, and because and, it's getting out of hand. And, and But if you want to complain about us doing 10 different things at once, think twice before you steal our music, because that you're making us do that. Oh, see, and that, and that's, and that's something that's, you know, like I said, like even someone like me, who kind of, you know, because I, I do come from, you know, that older generation, I kind of forget that that's a thing, you know what I mean, and that that is actually a, a thing that, that that happens, and that is that is um, negatively effective on the artists, you know. And yeah, so. I'm, I'm not asking to become rich off the back of somebody who can't even pay their rent. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I you know I just don't want to struggle anymore. I'm struggling, you know. I'm struggling 
just to get by, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's unfair. And, um, but at the same time, you know, being rich, uh, disposable income isn't so you, that way you can buy a mansion and buy yourself a gold-plated toilet seat. Right. You know, disposable income is the things that Ronnie would do. You know, you you turn around and you and you know he he gave me an envelope that had a check in it, and he gave me an address and he said, "Can you go deliver this envelope to this person, please?" Back when I was in rough cut, just because he knew I would. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be that this fan was having trouble paying rent, and so Ronnie paid his rent for that month. See, you that's know, that's, that's that's the kind that's, of stuff. Yeah, that's money's a tool to help other people, you know, and so if you have disposable income, it's supposed, if your cup runneth over, it's supposed to run over into somebody else's life, not into your extra little cup so you can have a gold-plated toilet seat. Right. Well, that's so funny because one of the things I wanted to, because I know we we have to go in just a little bit because I don't want to keep you too long, but but first off, by the way. Well, I would talk to you forever, but yeah, they kind of ran these things kind of (laughs) tight. I have, well, I have been, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I expressed my, you know, my feelings about the whole hologram thing and you and I kind of talked back and forth online and then we kind of had this thing, you know, where we, we kind of, you know, almost like you said, you quote, like agree to disagree on certain things. Um, but one of the things that I loved that was that you don't harbor any kind of your that your attitude about it was if you're down with it come if you're not don't like that's right. you know you know that's just how it is with dream child it's almost like this this there there must be a feeling of like artistic redemption for you where like you said like where you've kind of and I don't mean lived off of Dio in, in, in a negative sense. You know, you know what I mean? Like you've kind of been live, re, like living the legacy of his music since he's been gone. And right. now, again, like you said, you're kind of the words of your, of your, of your leader who at one time said, you're going to lead your own band. Now you are. So right. where are you going to take Dream Child from here? Like, are we going to get to see a tour? Are you going to like... Well, that's what we hope for, because we've already been getting offers from, like, the guys who used to book Dio. We just got through working with Rainbow that want to bring um, uh, Dream Child to Russia. And we're we're getting offers, and so it's, a lot of it's going to be about um, trying to make sure that everybody's um, schedules are not clashing. You know, we got to find that mm-hmm. moment in time when everybody's free, because we definitely want to make this a band. And uh, I know that Rudy is a, is a man of his word. He's working with a band called The Guess Who. And he oh, gave yeah. him his word that he's gonna that he's a, a full fledged band member, and so he's a special featured guest on this album. You know, he can't be a band member, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe we might have to tour with other musicians and stuff like that. You know, right. maybe the second Dream Child album will have a different lineup, so that way we can be more free to tour. And that's nothing against Rudy because Rudy's a dear friend. And if anything, he gave this thing more validity to when he signed on with this. You know, he gave us his his name and his, you know, uh, uh, endorsement. You know, right. Brought validity to this above anybody else in the band besides myself. You know, so we're very fortunate for that, you know, and so I'm not saying anything negative about that. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, it might limit our ability to tour, but at the same time, you know, this is 
to me, as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is my, I'm on my, I'm on my path now. See, and I love that, and I know that American tours generally are also hard to get, but I'll tell you what, I've got a great basement here and a big fucking back deck So here in Atlanta, so if you guys just want to trek down here and play to, like, some friends, let's do it, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That'd be great. I'll take you up on it. <laughs> oh, I'd fucking love it, man. I'll even buy the beer, man. I, ca- I kid you not, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I- I'll splurge, man. My wife will take the dog and go stay with the in-laws, and we'll have a fucking uh, dream child party here at the house. <laughs> be- I just might take you up on that. Well, because, you know, like I said, man, like it, 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 it made me feel really good that you and I had the interaction that we did because as a writer, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a passionate fan more than anything. And that's what you and I had discussed. And, and, and I'm, I'm outspoken obviously, but what I loved about it was that you didn't say like, fuck off or like go into like a diatribe. Like you actually were like, you kind of reached, extended this branch to me and we're like, let's talk about this. And yeah, because I can tell that what, what you were, because at all, all of the people that, you know, call bullshit on us really comes like we talked about comes from the, their love of Ronnie. Right. That's really all it comes from. You know, I remember when Wendy Dio would clash with some of Ronnie's favorite tour assistants and because they both thought they knew what was best for Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And so now those two don't ever talk to each other again. Right. And And that was Ronnie's favorite tour assistant and his, and his very best friend. Right. And now, you know, and now they can't even talk to each other, you know? And because they both thought they knew it was best for Ronnie, and they clashed. And so yeah. I get it. You know, and you and I, and I love that, because at one point, you know, I mean, I was almost in tears when we were, you know, private messaging each other. You know, when we finally opened up our hearts and started talking to each other just as people. I remember that. Like, I was oh, very man. emotional. You know, yes. I love this guy. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, you're <laughs> like I, wanted to, I wanted to kick his ass, but now I want to, well, like, have a beer with yeah, him and it talk. Was, it was beautiful, you know, and, 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 and it was well worth the time and the effort, you know, because I knew that this, uh, you know, there was something where we could say, hey, you know, I agreed, disagree. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, well, I was just gonna say, uh, like, so before we close out, um, are, are you gonna bid on anything in the in the Dio auction? Uh, <laughs> because, no, in fact, there might be some of my stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the reason why I was gonna ask was because I was gonna say, could, could you like maybe you know, snag me a couple of things and put them aside for? Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's something you want to bid on, and. Uh, yeah, I could try to help you out with that. Because <laughs> I would like to, you know, I, I don't even have, I, I, I would like to have something of Ronnie's just to remember him by. Uh-oh. You know, but I have, I have our memories, you know, because he was such a good man and he was so good to me that, you know, I don't really need anything physical, but it would be kind of nice, you know. But that's a, that, that is a beautiful thing, though, to think that, like, I mean, I mean you really do have the ultimate uh, Dio memorabilia, and that is... You, your 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 time and your friendship with them that's some, that's something yeah, that exactly like right. that's something that you know like dio dio was like my one of my best friends and my father figure when i was a kid and to this right. day like whenever i listen to dio i feel like i knew him and i got to meet him yep. and even though i never did yep you know yep. i you know you, you just, said it perfectly yeah if you, if you loved his music then you knew him 
Exactly, exactly. You said thank you, man. You put you put it perfect. But well, Craig, I know you got to run, but thanks so much for uh, uh, taking the time out to talk about Ronnie and Dream Child and all that's going on, and for not punching me through the phone. That was great. <laughs> I love that. Don't, don't punch me through the phone. Can I? I got to use this. You can totally, yeah, t- take it and run with it, my friend. It's all yours. Okay, man. Right. Well, look, best of luck with Dream Child and everything, and keep me posted, and um, good luck with uh, interview day, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, let's stay in touch. Let's do it. All right, Craig, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. 